This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hi, Jürgen. Uh, I was just going to ask about um, the logistics of this game and whether it's been more complicated to prepare for than obviously you played at home and your away games have been nearby. I was just wondering with the situation at the minute, whether this throws up new difficulties for you to prepare. Yeah, it was when we, when we heard about the fixtures, um, it was um, it was tough. It's tough for everybody, but of course, we, we, if you get your fixtures, you don't look on how well do the others play and stuff like this. So it's tough. And each day you have more rest between the games would make, for example, a main difference. So now we play, we played, uh, this is the third game in, in a, in a th- always three days, three days, three days. So you have between the games only two days, which is actually the edge. Should not I, we, we know probably you know when we had uh, on uh, around Boxing Day these kind of fixtures where we play pretty much 84 to 48 hours after the last game that makes absolutely no sense and will never make sense. It's a, I stay I stick to the opinion that's a crime, but three days is kind of okay. But and it's not a problem the first day like the Crystal Palace game. No, the um, now the Aston Villa game exactly Aston Villa game after City. So the next game is a problem, and then the next game after that is a problem as well. So from a from intensity point of view, but now traveling on top of that, we we didn't know we didn't know when we when we got the fixtures if how the how the country will be in that time. So but still we had to plan, and I think we we got now uh, we found a hotel where we can we we can sleep overnight. We had to make a decision: do we go on the match day? But um, Brighton is not around the corner, especially the. The airport is not around the corner, so it would have meant we travel really a lot. So we decided we do it like we would do it in the middle of the season, um, whenever it is, and, and fly there today and um, train tomorrow morning and do the stuff. So it, it should be okay. But then, of course, coming back um, in the middle of the night and playing a few hours later again against Burnley. But Burnley has, I think, exactly the same situation there in London against West Ham, if I'm right, tomorrow night. And play us then so it's not easier for them or easier for us it's just tough for all of us and the logistics are really difficult in and around the stadiums i think it's meanwhile really good everybody's used to everything and um, we can deal with the situation so far the dressing rooms were brilliant um how the how the other teams set it up so that's all okay yeah it's different and i, I pretty much can't wait until it's like it was before but it's absolutely okay Thanks. if you could uh, there you go uh, Jürgen, I'm just um, thinking about the logistics and you, you look at um, the, the gap between the seasons and it's going to be so small. Will, will that give you any opportunity to let the players have a break or will you just have to continue? And on that, will, will you be able to use any of these games as it's so intense as a kind of preparation for next season? That makes no sense um, to, to use these games as a kind of preparation for next season because everything will be different. And yes, we will have a break, 100%. How long it will be, I don't know. We, we, we still wait really all of it because we have to plan the preseason. We really wait for the moment when somebody tells us this is the starting date. And then we deal with it. We cannot probably, we will not make a massive discussion of it. Um, but um, if we have anyway no influence, we take the dates like they are. Um, yeah, that's, uh, no, we, the, the players will have a, a short break and we will have a hopefully then short preseason that depends to when we start but that's it and again for pretty much all the team the same apart from the teams who are still in Europe that's um, I don't know exactly how, how they will sort that if you play I think if City goes through to the Champions League final and 
that's end of August, if I'm right. Um, and that's really, that's really, really tough then. Um, and all United and Chelsea and Wolves, they're all still in Europe. So that, that's really tough. For us, it's already tough, but I think we, we can deal with it because we cannot start before the other teams have finished. So it will probably be um, September, I, I guess. We don't know when we start again. And there's this period we will use for break and preseason. That's how it is. Can the others, by the way, see David's um, sweatshirt? Can you see it as well? Or is it only for me? No, no. no. I'm literally a communist is on it. <laughs> it's there, big letters. Maybe if you want to have a, as a message, then everybody should know it. Not. <laughs> Dom King, we're not taking questions on that. Dom? No. Okay. I, uh, I was just uh, wondering about Adam Lallana. Um, he's not been in any squads yet. Will he play for you again this season, do you think? Or... Will you mind them, given what's what's coming on the future for him? Yeah, look, Adam is. Um, oh my God! Um, you know, it's clear that Adam will will um, leave the club in the summer, or if it's still summer, hopefully, um, or if the summer starts at any time. Um, and if I now, if you now ask me about him, I miss already everything about him. I, I just, uh, in this moment, and he's still here. So um, he's an outstanding player. He's, he's the influence. He's one of the most influential players on the training quality I ever had in my life. Um, he's an incredible professional, but now we have a difficult situation. So, and I be respect that a lot. And we have, we have everything with Adam is sorted. Let me say like this: He's top fit. He's in training. Everything is fine. Um, but yes, the future is his future, and if, if we need his help on the pitch, we, we, we can we can get it. He's there and trains 100%. But as long as we don't need it. Um, he will just train, and that that's the normal thing. I think there were a lot of discussions about player with ending contracts. Here was not even a discussion. It was clear. Adam, we extend Adam's contract, uh, and he wants to do that as well. But we will not um, um, put any risk on on his future or whatever. That that that's absolutely clear. So um, he is one of the most uh, important players of of the time since I'm here, uh, and so I wish him only the best for the future. And um, from my point of view, he is already a legend here. So um, he can also become a legend somewhere else um, from next season on. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Thank you, Don. We got Chris Baskin and Paul Joyce to finish. Chris. Okay. Hi, Jürgen. Yeah, I suppose, I think if you asked a lot of people what your first choice team would be, there might be a, maybe one, or, without exception, maybe one or two changes in there. People pretty much would agree. So, whilst there's been all this talk of the young players, isn't this time particularly meaningful for the likes of Divock and Ox and Minamino to really take that step where they might be considered, if you were coming to the biggest game, you would put them in? Because, it, it, you know, last thing I want to sound is Chris, you just won the league, it's been a squad game, but you know what I mean? There's always sometimes a feeling that when you, you change from your, for example, the world-class front three, the drop is noticeable. And I just wondered, it was just about that, really, that you thought of that observation. Look, it's just a good, it's just a, oh, good. You can be critical, it's no problem. You will be critical in the future. <laughs> 100%, I can tell you today already. But um, look, it's not so nice in life, but it's normal um, that people forget so quick. So we saw now a game against Aston Villa in the most difficult circumstances after a very difficult period in our life, stuff like this. We played against Barcelona, for example, with um, made a lot of changes in this game. I played an outstanding game, one of the best games this team ever played. And whatever your first 11 is, I don't know exactly, but I think I have an idea. Um, these boys did all the job. 
But on a day when the team is not performing on the highest level, when the pitch is dry like the Sahara and the wind is blowing like madness, like you are on a ship out there on the sea, then it's really difficult to, 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 to make an impression. So if you have a lack of rhythm, whatever, stuff like this, we change a little bit positions and all this kind of stuff. That's how it is. And now we talk about that these players don't, that make not enough pressure on the first 11, are not close enough, cannot play. Oxlade Chamberlain, if he's not in your first 11, um, he played incredible games for this club. He, he won pretty much alone against City, if you want, uh, a year or so ago. So and he's not a worse footballer since then. It's just not easy always to be in, a, in this moment there. But I cannot judge people or players because of a game which the whole team is not performing great. I see them in training and I know that there are, there are more than options for me. And um, that's, that's really good. With, are there players out there in the, in the, in the, on the market who, who could help us as well? Probably yes. This is a challenge for us to, to, to improve a really good football team. But the time is a challenge as well. So again, we can go back to that. Nobody knows exactly what the future will hold for us, for us, for all of us. So how can we make decisions, really expensive decisions about, about how we will deal with it? This team is how it is good. That doesn't mean we will not strengthen. We don't want to strengthen it. If we have to, and we have the um, opportunity, and if we have the, uh, the financial resources or whatever, then it will always happen and we will always try it. But in a moment, it's really, it's really, really, it's a difficult time. But this team makes pressure on each other by themselves internally. The training quality is really, really, really important and high. And that's why I spoke about Adam Lalana, because he had very important games for us. But what he did on a training ground, that was absolutely exceptional. If the young players talk about the most important things in the future, what happened in their first two years, they will mention Adam Lalana 100%. Not only him, but him as well. Because the way these guys train and the attitude they show in each session, that is an example for all the others. So, again, we, this is a difficult year for all football clubs in the world. And I don't, I, I, I don't think it's a time where we just talk about transfers and stuff like this like the rest around us wouldn't have happened. It's just not possible, at least not for us. We cannot do it like this. Other clubs maybe can, but this, is club, this club is leading in a specific way. And this is our way. And here we are. This is the best way, I don't know, but it's ours. And uh, we will probably stick to that. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.